Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. For historical context, today is the 27th of January of 2022. This podcast is more than any of my other podcasts more relevant as to when it was recorded and when the study took place, simply because there's such a shift in the paradigm of the thought process of natural immunity from COVID-19. This podcast was inspired by a post that I posted as redundant as that sounds yesterday on my Instagram account and something that has been on my mind for quite some time now. I'm going to go ahead and say that the citations for this these comments that I'm going to be making are on my show notes and you should definitely read the articles for yourself as they're free for you to download and not trust me on this information. But I'm still allowed to provide my opinion on these on these data and I went ahead and did so and I got to say, I'm not, I'm not here trying to play the victim or anything like that because the vast majority of people uh, actually were supportive of the data because at the end of the day, guys, this is good news. The fact that people who have natural immunity, that they do not develop severe disease to the extent that we thought they did. Hey, that, this is good news. I mean, this means that there are going to be fewer people who are hospitalized and fewer people who die because of this awful virus. So I'm going to start off by actually reading what I wrote in my Instagram account, and then I'm going to go ahead and dissect some of the things that were said and some of the things. So hopefully this will be juicy all the way to the end. Starting off with how I created my post. Disclaimers. I am vaccinated. I recommend vaccination. Also, it's indisputable at this point that the vaccines are extremely effective at preventing hospitalization and death. It is statistically better to have your immune system exposed via a vaccine than to try to develop natural immunity as a mitigation strategy. These words that I believe I wrote very clearly do not state that I support that people should get COVID to try to develop natural immunity. I think that's idiotic. And <laughs> I mean, people, people have reading comprehension issues. Continuing on with quoting myself, first, I have to say that this is good news. If you're upset that we've learned this, there's a deeper problem. As Jen Psaki recommended, have a margarita and vent your frustrations in a kickboxing class, end quote. Continuing on, quote, there's a subset of the population that will not get vaccinated regardless of what we do. That's something we need to accept. Use of force is not the way to go, in my opinion, end quote. I don't know if you all are aware of what's happening in the rest of the world where they have mandates, but uh, <laughs> I definitely recommend you check out what's happening in places like Belgium, what's happening in Australia, and uh, what seems to be happening in Canada. But I'll let you go down that rabbit hole by yourself. Continuing on, quote, I'm exhausted by my colleagues and other smart people who want to mandate vaccination without taking natural immunity into account. I'm not talking about purposefully catching COVID as a means of developing immunity. I'm talking about these folks who happen to catch it while living their life and then choose not to get vaccinated, end quote. Now, the reason why I say this is I have quite a reach on social media, thankfully, and I appreciate everybody's support. And I've seen things that I fundamentally disagree with. And I'm not going to name any names because I'm not into cancel culture. I think that that's absolutely preposterous. And this is America. Everybody has the choice to create their own opinions. 
But an example of this is a colleague who stated that we need to have a vaccination mandate for airplanes, for people to be able to fly, to, to travel across the country. And I have a number of issues with this because, again, it's, it's a mandate. It's going to limit people's uh, freedom to travel around the country, but it's not evidence-based. That's the first thing. We know we have these data that state that natural immunity is protective. So why not find a way to verify this immunity, which, you know, we've had two years to potentially do so. And now with the advent of vaccines, we have certain ways to see how people's antibodies persist or they taper off. But again, you you want to use force to limit somebody's ability to travel based on something that's not scientific, not based on data. And that that's something that I don't think is appropriate. In addition to that, people who were commenting adversely about the Supreme Court's decision to not allow the OSHA mandate to carry through. Now, on top of the fact that there was a legal standpoint why this did not take place, and I'm not a lawyer, but you know I read a lot, so I got into the the weeds, so to speak, on this topic. In addition to that, this mandate would ignore natural immunity. Is there a perfect way to verify immunity? No, but that's the responsibility of us scientists to produce those types of tests to verify. Because at the same time, we want to know exactly how the this, this vaccine, again, which I recommend, which I got myself, which I drove my mom to the Walgreens to go get it herself as well, the first opportunity she had, we we do not have very reliable, quantifiable ways of figuring out how effective it actually is. And that's not that's not my fault that we don't have these tests. This is the fault of the people who could potentially create these tests who but but again we can't even produce the actual number of diagnostic tests at this point. But as an aside, what what we really care about here is not what I think. What we care here is what the data says. These data from California show that if you are vaccinated with no previous infection, the cumulative incidence of hospitalization is 0.7%, which is good. I mean, think about it. The, the chances you end up in the hospital if you're vaccinated is 0.7%. That's pretty good, in my opinion. That means that we're keeping people out of the hospital. We're keeping people from dying. The other thing, if you are vaccinated with a previous infection, here the cumulative incidence is actually lower at 0.3%. These people who did get COVID at one point and they developed natural immunity, their incidence of actually ending up in the hospital, the cumulative incidence, I don't know if I'm wording that correctly, is actually lower at 0.3%. Now, do I recommend that you go ahead and get COVID to not get COVID again? No, no, that's, that's, not, that's not intelligent. We don't want to overwhelm our hospitals. We don't want people dying. We don't want the repercussions of long COVID and things like that. But if we have nursing staff who have had COVID, you know, because there, there was a time where a lot of the nursing staff and respiratory therapists, as well as the doctors, we all caught COVID. Thankfully, I didn't during that time. But these people do have immunity. And, and here is saying that the cumulative incidence of hospitalization is lower than people who are vaccinated. Therefore, if the whole point of vaccination is to avoid hospitalization and death, here we're learning that the cumulative incidence of previous infection of landing in the hospital is 0.3, then it makes no sense to keep these people out of the workforce. These people who want to work when we're already short-staffed, when we already have needs for 
trained healthcare professionals who could take care of these patients. Hybrid immunity, of which I'm a fan of personally, I've always been a fan of hybrid immunity, here we did not find that it did not provide any additional benefit to the cumulative incidence of those vaccinated with the previous infection. Like all data, this data has its limitations. No, it does not show those who died in the process of trying to obtain natural immunity. No, it does not account for numerous, numerous variables like long COVID, people end up with weakness, anosmia, other things of that nature that are not related to hospitalization. No, this does not discuss this. This is why I continue to recommend the vaccine over, for example, gambling and trying to catch COVID. But to me, this means that natural immunity should be given more respect and people with natural immunity who could prove that they've been infected before should be just as good as a vaccination card. But from a society standpoint, we're, we're having a very difficult time accepting that. I'm going to go ahead and also include the data that was published in Lancet on the 20th of January by Walter and colleagues. And what they did here was that they crunched the numbers after their Omicron wave in South Africa. Amongst their findings, they stated that, quote, 60 to 70% of individuals in South Africa had evidence of previous SARS-CoV-2 infection, end quote. Therefore, at the start of their Omicron wave, quote, a high proportion of the South African population had some level of SARS-CoV-2 immunity as a result of previous natural infection, vaccination, or both, end quote. The team was unable to pinpoint exactly who is who regarding the severity due to the fact that they had, quote, incomplete vaccination data and the fact that many had previous infections were not probably detected, which resulted in incomplete adjustment for the effect of previous immunity in our analysis. And again, we can't give these folks a hard time because they were looking at all these data retrospectively, but it's not like we're doing the exact genome sequencing here in every patient in the United States. At least not that I'm familiar with, you know, I've asked around, but I don't think we're doing this. These authors were tasked with performing, quote, data linkages for national South African COVID-19 case data, SARS-CoV-2 laboratory test data, SARS-CoV-2 genome data, and COVID-19 hospital admissions data, end quote. This means that they were unable to go up to every single identified patient and say, hey, bud, were you vaccinated? Do you have COVID at some point? Can I check some sort of immunological panel to see if you were previously exposed to COVID? They all got this out of a database. Now, the authors were able to say, and these are my quotes, not, not the actual paper. Well, we know that 60 to, 60 to 70% of people had previous infection and the vaccination data per age group is, well, lackluster with only 58% of people vaccinated who are 60 or older. For context, in Florida, you know, I'm in Florida, people love to criticize Florida. You look at the statistics and 95.8% of people over 65 years old or over are vaccinated. That's a, that's a good statistic. I, I mean, I'll take it. All in all, these data suggest that natural immunity, in my opinion, and again, that's what the authors had written here, that natural immunity could be providing protection from severe cases of Omicron. Getting back to the CDC data that was published on the 19th of January of 2022 by Leon and colleagues, they wanted to, quote, examine the impact of primary COVID-19 vaccination and previous SARS-CoV-2 infection on COVID-19 incidence and hospitalization rates, statewide testing, surveillance, and COVID-19 immunization data from California and New York, end quote. So again, these folks were trying to see 
if people who had either the vaccine or actual previous infection, what it did on hospitalization and death. Now, again, there's no denying here when you look at these data that unvaccinated people who had no previous infection, they did worse. And again, this is why I recommend vaccination. It's clear that there's a 11.5% chance of ending up in the hospital if you have if you are unvaccinated and you've never had previous disease. Now, again, if you are vaccinated with no previous disease, this drops to 0.7%. So to have a 11.5% chance, that sucks. If you get vaccinated, it drops to 0.7%. I think that's fantastic. And again, this is why I recommend vaccination to those who would like to reduce the risk of hospitalization or death. I already went over what the data was with regards to having previous infection that it's not 0.7%, but rather 0.3%. And you could choose to you could choose how you want to interpret these data. But the author stated this, and I quote, this is from a CDC paper, guys. This is not something that I made up. The CDC paper states, quote, persons who survived a previous infection had lower case rates than persons who were unvaccinated alone. So you, we have to take this information and say, and again, people are contorting my words and proposing that vaccines are ineffective. No, I'm not. I'm not proposing that those who have ducked away from, from COVID over these last two years not, not get vaccinated. The, the data is absolutely clear and undeniable that vaccines prevent hospitalizations and death. We, but we, the physicians who take care of these folks, need to begin to understand that it's absolutely naive that we're going to be able to convince everybody to go ahead and get, to go ahead and get vaccinated. The use of force via mandates, vaccination cards, etc., are are being used, and what it does is it actually turns more people against us. The, this this unclear messaging, this anti anti science use of force, is actually turning our population against us, and we cannot allow that. As people who, at the end of the day, just want to keep these people out of the hospital and we want to keep people from dying, that's our job. I'd rather be unemployed than have to. Uh, and and not have any COVID, if that makes sense. But trust me, I have plenty of work with all the other things that I take care of in my practice. I had planned to conclude this podcast with a couple of discussions that I had with people on my Instagram account and my responses to them. But I'm choosing not to do that. The reason why is because I will honestly be cherry picking the arguments that I want to make on this podcast. And I don't think that that's fair for the people who were open enough to voice their opinions and to disagree with me. And I always welcome people who want to disagree with me and who want to have an exchange of ideas. I don't want to cherry pick the weakest points and then say, oh, Eddie, you ignored the strongest points. So if you want to see those discussions, which I haven't had a chance to respond to everything, and unfortunately, I never have a ch chance to respond to everything. I've just been blessed with um, so many people who are willing to comment on my posts that I can't get to everybody who's who's supportive or against my my thought process. But I will always invite people who want to send me articles. I have a very close friend of mine who I've known for pretty much a decade now, and she disagreed with my take. So I'm willing, and I'm not saying I'm willing, I'm looking forward to her sending me the data that states that natural immunity is not as, effic as efficacious as this new CDC data suggests. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Also looking forward to sharing that with you. I'll definitely put it on my I'll definitely put it on my website because again, I'm never going to pretend to know everything. I'm taking data that came from The Lancet and taking data that came from the CDC that states that 
there is merit to natural immunity, and I've decided to share that. And again, the main reason why is because I think it's preposterous that in states like California and other states throughout the country, they are allowing COVID-positive nurses and staff to work while we have unvaccinated people. And whatever the reason they want to be unvaccinated, that's their personal choice. We have unvaccinated people who are willing to work sitting on the sidelines. Then there's all these issues with unhealthy staff, excuse me, not unhealthy staff, but unhealthy staffing ratios, which I agree with. But yet we're using an anti-science mandate to keep them on the sidelines. This is my main argument, and I'll just leave it at that. Hope you guys have a great day. I look forward to seeing your comments and uh, your responses, and let's just have a discussion about this. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.